about to start so pop those headphones in and let Sophia style radio to keep you company hello and welcome to the wise woman show I am your host Sally Ann Saint and I am dedicated to reminding women of their sacred selves get in touch with me, go to www.wisewomanguide.co.uk. So let's walk together in each episode. Be inspired as you hear from the wise women I bring to you. Let the magic of your sovereignty unfold inside of you. Each word you hear and each woman who comes on reminds you of your grace, your wholeness and your divine right and role on this earth. You are the wise woman. You truly are. So take a walk with me and the guests I bring to you and let the magic unfold. Many blessings. Enjoy non-stop music from original female artists only on Sophia's Style Radio. Find out more on all the W's, sophiaandi.co.uk, search under our playlists and artists. Original female artists only on Sophia Style Radio. As the passer passes by, as they walk beside my side, now my head and see, hey now, hey now, smile will go from ear to ear, as I greet you with full cheer, my heart is always seeing, hey now, hey now, amount of energy you took, just to take a little look, bringing a little joy from a hey now, hey now, just imagine every day, little sprinkle on the way, smile at the people and say, hey now, hey now, smile at the people and say,
Hello, dear Wise Woman Radio listeners. And this week I wanted to highlight the importance of nature, of the little east, you know, the pollinators, the, the first lady. Here's a local lady, I know her. She's a local mum. Our children went to school together and she's become a beekeeper. Um, she's done it in a very natural way. I actually connected with her when I was reading Sir David Attenborough's book, A Life on Our Planet. And in there, he highlights the, the importance of the pollinators. And when I stepped back and thought about it, they're so small and yet they're so important. And in a way, I wanted to introduce to you this week that no matter what you perceive your size to be, you can make a huge difference. Now, with the both ladies, because the second lady is going to be also discussing bees, but also on a bigger scale about um, reconnecting us to to Mother Nature. And yes, bees, pollinators, the land, nature. But it's just for us to consider as you step into this, this evening's um, lovely ladies and their wisdom, is that you can make a difference. You can make a difference. Think of the bees, think of the size, think of the importance that they have in the whole of our lives. They have. And remember that they're a mirror of ourselves. Um, I know, especially as women, we have been, in the past, we have been hugely persecuted. We had to fight to vote. We had to. So uh, it's like generational. We've had this smallness laid on us. And it's time for us to gently lift it. And so this evening, when you're listening to the advice, the wisdom, the words, the guidance, also sit with your also honouring yourself as well. And that no matter what you think your size is, you can make a difference. You truly can. So be inspired by the interviews that come in this evening. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we've got the lovely Vicky Garrett on the way. And she hasn't long actually had bees uh, in her garden and actively uh, supported and helped them with a hive that she's got and she's extending as well. But the interesting thing is like the breadcrumbs. She is an artist. And, and over the years I've known her, she would draw the most magnificent bees uh, if you saw her work it was like the bee was actually on the paper it wasn't just a flat image and I'm an artist myself so I could really appreciate what she was uh, what she was doing and how she was bringing it I don't think she quite gets how talented she is but she truly is and then hey presto now she's actually she's working you know she's got the beehive she's got you see her image with all the the bee equipment and she's really passionate but it's like the step before where she was drawing them she was connected with them long before she actually then was on the path of actively becoming a beekeeper and so when you listen to her and how how her common sense way of how we can help bees also remember that in your own lives is that breadcrumb breadcrumb trail and it's really interesting, like, as you look back as to what you're doing now and what you were passionate about before, where it can take you. So listening to Vicky and the lovely common sense wisdom that she gives about supporting bees and how we all can make a difference. It's not overwhelming when we go at it simply. So be list, so listen and be inspired. And today we've got an absolutely fabulous lady. She is the Bee Lady of Monmouth, and this is the lovely Vicky. And I wanted to share her message because it's so, so timely 
with the changes in the environment and the responsibility we all have to make a difference, this lady is making a difference. So Vicky, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, yes, I'm Vicky. I'm pleased to say that uh, I've quite recently become a beekeeper, but more uh, perhaps a, a bee supporter, a bee enthusiasts you know they play such an important part in the environment but uh, there has been so many things happening that have reduced the bee numbers all around the world I really felt I needed to do something so uh, last year I made a step towards keeping bees in my garden amongst other things so yeah so that's me Awesome. There's a there's a journey I want you to share as well in that you were going to buy some bees, but once you got yourself sorted, there was something very special happened. You got chosen, didn't you? Indeed. Yeah, it does certainly feel quite magical. We're lucky in Monmouth that there is a big culture of bees. So as a result, we have a bee festival, etc. And I got interested in bees from there. Well, basically, I'd... Um, despondently left the beehive uh, at the back door and kind of forgot about it. Well, one day, a few weeks later, I was uh, doing a bit of household business at the back of my house and I noticed that there were a whole lot of bees going in and out of the abandoned hive. They want to move in. And, you know, it was incredible. A whole swarm moved into that hive and it was just an incredible thing oh my goodness they have arrived and uh, so that's how it all started and that colony albeit that they turned up naturally and I'm the novice beekeeper they're still there now so fingers crossed they'll still be there for a while to come that is fantastic and I also know that you're doing a different kind of beehive aren't you where they're not so plundered them they're looking after themselves is that right is that what I'm that's right it's that it is a hive type where it's almost like a chest and they are often used in Europe actually but the idea is that you just let them get on with living the bees natural home having happy bees that are living as naturally uh, as they might in a in a tree in the wild so thrive in that way and I thought actually that's more what I want to do, something that is both, you know, that is really natural for the bee, but also in terms of work for the beekeeper. I mean, it's amazing. You can just enjoy having the bees. Everybody wins. Fantastic. And also, if you think about I don't, like the stress level of any living being, to not have to be regularly handled smokes and all those various things as well, it's just they're left to live their life. And also, we both know, like we've got children as well, so we understand the implications of what we do in our lifetime. And the fact that pollinators are key to everything in life. Indeed, that's right. I mean, I think this is the message that's been given so much in the last few years about the importance of, of, of having bees around us and living safely with bees because we rely on pollination so fundamentally and uh, we have to take that we have to take that seriously. Yeah, we do. And like I said, we've got children. So, you know, I've got a son, you've got two children. So the whole thing is how we take care of this plant is how they then are handed to it. But also it's empowering to know that individuals can make a difference. What you've just shared is that 
if someone's interested in beekeeping, there's a way of doing it that doesn't interrupt the life of the bee. You can do it completely natural where you are, you're giving them a home, but they're taking care of themselves. That's right. And it is also possible as well to have uh, just a bee box. I mean, if you were the kind of person you thought, well, I, I don't necessarily want to be, you know, suiting up, you know, with a smoker and going in and handling them at all. It is possible to actually buy a bee box, but a little home that perhaps replaces what they can have in nature, but allows life to continue for them so yeah and it's really interesting because my perspective is the bee hives that you see which are just regularly maintained but like you've just it like it's a reminder that bees they go into a tree stump that's where they'll make their home and it's for us to switch our idea of how things are supposed to live to go mm. further back to how they are naturally supposed to live and what you're doing is replicating nature but also you're showing us that the bees came to you they chose you because you gave them what they needed indeed exactly if bees voted with their little feet or their little wings they found it and they they checked it out and thought yeah they liked it you can create a little oasis for all types of bees that is fantastic because I would love people to know that there's something that they can do and they can contribute to the health and the and the food of bees. I've got dandelions in my lawn and there aren't, are they the food, first food source, is it, for bees? I would say they really are. I mean, deaf food sources, they're going to struggle with foraging. But our natural indigenous plants, which some people just refer to as weeds, they're probably the most valuable type of plant for our pollinators. They are an absolute, they're just invaluable. I think we all want to feel we can do something because mm. what I feel I feel sadly about, yes, there are some very strong mess messages about perhaps a pessimistic outlook, as you yeah. say, for generations to come. And yeah. we do have to acknowledge that. We have to take it very seriously. But I think we also then have to focus on the good news. You know, the point yeah. is, right, what are people doing? How can we how can we help? What can we do as individuals? But I think what we can do is just take a little step. They might want to put aside, you know, a little a little patch where they allow those dandelions to grow. And again, just provide a, an oasis for those little pollinators searching for a, for a food source yeah and what you've just given people as well is you're empowering them people's lives have dramatically changed and so finances wise they may not want to go to us to a garden center and buy expensive plants to put in they can if they want to there's restaurants they can but if they don't want to it's the things that they they would be pulling out as a weed they could actually leave and that would be their contribution to the bees that are in their community and maybe to see bees as part of our community as well. We see people as part of it. Maybe if we thought that way, then that would be our contribution as well. It just means that we live alongside the pollinators, as you say. We commune with them rather than thinking no weeds, no insects and put it away. So, yeah, I'm totally on board with you, Sally. I think it's fundamental. And that is also, that's a really good point we've just brought up because our lawns, what people may not realise is with their lawns, if they're cultivating their lawn or they want it to grow more, just to be aware of what the ingredients are and the things that they're putting on because just those little changes of just being aware of what the ingredients are when you're considering about perhaps making your grass more lush on your lawn, just consider that because 
if you can keep the balance in your little square, you can make a massive difference to however many bees that are in that area. The interesting thing is that my bees have already been storing honey on their frames. They're out, I mean, they're out today collecting pollen, etc. And they are really, really thriving and growing and expanding. Yes, I think if we can all get behind these kinds of projects of a little bit of naturalization, both uh, in the towns and in the country, I think we can feel that we're able to do something. I want to say a massive thank you to you because what you've shared helps empower people because like you said because it's such a massive subject we can feel overwhelmed when we feel overwhelmed we're disempowered we don't know what to do whereas everything you've shown you don't even need to put any money into it and yet you can support bees in your local area so it's just you've given everyone so much food for thought on that we can all make a difference and those pollinators are needed they're the top of the you know they topple everything topples underneath so could you please share your youtube um how do people because you've got some amazing videos on youtube how do people find you indeed the, the search term would be be lady vicky telling the story of my journey about the bees arriving there is uh, some of that footage actually shown uh, in those videos Awesome. And also, as you can know on there, people can comment on things as well. So they can connect with you as well. They could ask you questions. They could ask you advice. And, you know, in a way, maybe it was as well, like you, you say, you know, you're a novice beekeeper, but maybe that novice helped you research and see the way that was possible forward to be as natural as possible with the bees. You know, you found that system, which means that they can live an authentic life, really not be quite so pulled from them. And that's, I suppose, that's what we're all really aiming for, isn't it? More equilibrium in things yeah. around us. So thank you so much, Vicky, for sharing this because it's so timely and it's so empowering. We can all make a difference no matter what size garden we have or Indeed. it doesn't yeah. matter about the size. We can all make a difference. Many, many thanks, Vicky. There'll be a short break and then there will be more to come. I am your host, Sally Ann Saint, and I am dedicated to reminding women of their sacred selves. To get in touch with me, go to www.wisewomanguide.co.uk. Enjoy non-stop music from original female artists only on Sophia's Style Radio. Find out more on all the W's, sophiaandi.co.uk, search under our playlists and artists. Sky is many all apart, but soon we'll be back again. 
Hello, dear listeners. Thank you so much for coming back. We've got the we've got Jenny Bailey coming next. Now, Jenny, I posted on my personal Facebook about the art, the book that I'd read about Sir David Attenborough and how it's it's like I can only take it at like a certain certain pages or certain chapters and then it really makes me think but she commented on what I put down and when she commented she commented with such passion as like I really wanted to bring her on to the show because um, anyone who feels that strongly about something has got a really good message to bring and like uh, she has produced children's books to support and encourage children to reconnect with with nature and with bees and with with the animals with wildlife and so uh, she's bringing an awful lot to the interview. So be inspired and be inspired, be 
I, the word, I'm sorry, I've just, I've just made myself chuckle. Um, and yes, yeah, so listening to this interview that's coming now, uh, you will enjoy it. And Jenny Bailey is going to be sharing her wisdom with you all. So Jenny, please do introduce yourself. It's just lovely to be here. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I'm the, the co-founder and author. Um, I call myself an author with a little A rather than a big capital A, a collective conservation venture that we've put together in response to the climate crisis and the impact on our wildlife. I've got together with a team of people and I've put a team of people together and we're actually writing and producing uh, children's audio picture storybooks for children and um, from the ages of three all the way up to about a 10 year old something like that we've put lots of stimulus in the book to keep them active and learning um, in a very positive environment as they as they learn and their abilities allow them to learn more about nature and it's all about reconnecting children with nature fantastic i love the i love the the name tales from mother earth because you know anything and everything that's actually meant to nurture us and support us and guide us is mother earth you know exactly. it is we, last week we had a lady who was a crystal healer you know again for, comes from mother earth you know so it's all these links and we linked on facebook because i put a post about sir david attenborough and on and on there he predicted pandemics and he's more than the there's 1.7 million viruses but at the top of this potential hazard was pollinators you were saying the key thing was pollinators to look after them when they start to diminish it will then have this domino effect which will then mean that these viruses are in mammals and birds because they are going to be so massively affected this these viruses can pass on to humans and that we really have to make a difference and it just shows the small things pollinators are tiny they are, and but they, they're mighty, they, aren't they? But they're really exactly. mighty. Um, I, I was thinking about them this morning and I, I saw a post actually, um, and I think we should consider pollinators and especially the bees really mm -hmm. as key workers across the globe. Yeah. There is no doubt about it. Um, the service they provide to us when you look at our, our food, for instance, is worth millions and millions and millions. If you think about every food stuff that we eat, if it has a flower on it, it has to be pollinated the straightforwardness of it if you like and that's what we go out and tell children when we do our story workshops and assemblies and um, we ask them to look into their lunch boxes if they've got an apple if they've got um plums and pears and strawberries and grapes all that has to be pollinated and 80 percent of the food that we actually consume now is pollinated by a bee the bee wears the crown it really does every third forkful of food you actually place in your mouth a bee has helped it get there with its pollination services that it actually does for free for us but it is worth millions. It's really interesting because the with my son, he loves cartoon uh, films and we watch the bee movie, oh, which is a one about the bees. It's fantastic, but it does actually highlight the message as well because when they chose not to work, everything died. You know, yeah. so it's... And it's not just it's not just that everything dies, although, I mean, if you look at the foodstuffs again, if the bees decline further, then the nutrient value will go in our food. The colourful value will go. Um, and also, most importantly, I think in some respects, the variety of food will go. Um, when you walk into a supermarket at the moment, the sheer volume and the variety that we can we actually enjoy. I mean, even things like chocolate won't be around if bees really go further into decline. Oh my God, you could go global with that. I'm, I'm sure people would like exactly. chocolate. Go yeah. for the chocolate. And then everyone would be like, that. no, don't we're take chocolate. That around, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, we were actually saying that around Easter time. I mean, we don't want to be an alarmist or anything, but, you know, 
it's it's like Easter eggs on, on all the chocolate that we consume willy nilly. We've got to start thinking of the chain that allows us to have that food. And bees are in that chain. Bees are the most important part of that chain, if you like, because they fertilize the plants so they become um, able to produce the food that we consume. So yeah. we need to help bees. And that's what we wanted to do with Tales from Mother Earth by writing um, our story, Phoebe the Bee, and by engaging children and giving all those extra elements within the book. So it's on, it's on a CD as well. So Mother Earth actually narrates the tale. And like you were saying, the value of Mother Earth narrating the tale is very much the case that how people view Mother Earth. She is the, the awe-inspiring mother of the earth. And she, she comes with a certain amount of authority and a certain yeah. amount of nurturing and, and obviously nature. And it's all wrapped up in that symbolism that we think of as Mother Earth. But she's out there and she's working her socks off. So when we talk about the changes that are happening in the world, uh, we are distanced from, say, the, the ice caps that are melting or, um, you know, it's like the things, the, the, the plastic in the oceans, because we're not daily seeing it, it's like we can slightly disconnect from it. Yes. So that they highlighted 1.7 million viruses are hidden in in uh, mammals and birds. It's just made it very real. And also because of the pandemic, there are occasional items that aren't in the supermarket. So you talk about the ripple effect of having, you know, of the reduction of bees. It wouldn't be occasional items. It could be whole shelves. Yes, it would, be, it would be catastrophic. Um, and I don't want to be an alarmist in, in any no. way at all. But if you listen to Einstein, for instance, he says, if bees go, we go four years later. Yeah. And then I'm not an alarmist. I don't want to say that. But that's out there in the public domain. So it depends how, how much you put on Einstein's words. But it's, it's something to consider. But it's also something that we can feel empowered and, and good about to help. And, and that's what I did when I heard the bees were in trouble before Tales from Mother Earth. I felt I had to do something. I had to find something to help to quench my thirst of, oh, my goodness, I, I'm a nature lover. I've brought my children up yeah. to love nature, too. Um, and so that's really where the inspiration and, and the campaign came from to doing um, Tales from Mother Earth. That's why we put it together. And it's beautiful as well. It's even like if we use the analogy of bees. Bees are very small, but if they work as a community, this is what they can do. So it's almost like we we are craving community, no matter where we are. But actually, at our core and how we are meant to be at our most effective is working with others. So the bees are also a exactly they symbolise what we should be doing, and that collective we we can make a difference because when we hear these big messages we can feel overwhelmed i can't do anything you know that would be the initial thing that would it's like, is it too big for me what can i do but actually the little step the most difference and it's about empowering people right. to make these small changes that don't even cost you know just yeah. to allow your garden to be more wild doesn't absolutely cost. that's what i was going to say do you know what we're in no mo may at the moment and all the conservation yeah. trusts and agencies yes. are all out there telling people no mo may we don't yeah. need to do anything that's that's the beauty of it in some respects the less we do sometimes the more benefit to to nature and also we have to see the connection to everything because we're talking about what's hampered the bees and like fertilizers pesticides chemicals all those mm -hmm. things that are massive but also if we look at ourselves the human population we're not taking into account what we're putting on our skin what we're putting on our hair what we're taking in and exactly the same thing has happened to us that we are being eroded by the things that we are taking on so it's having an effect on us too so again there's a mirroring in that there is, we have absolutely, to yeah. 
what we give we're putting into ourselves as well as what we're putting on the land because mother earth and us it's yeah. the same thing we're mirroring exactly. each other we, we are i mean it's amazing you say that about pesticides for instance i mean they go into the ground they're soluble they go into the water chain we're, we're drinking them they're chemical you know um there's there's i think there's development now where obviously they're not going to be as chemical or chemicals are, uh, you know they can refertilize the soil and that sort of thing and organic farming and all, all of it is being looked into at the moment but and it's also i think people just need to be a bit more aware um so it's just these gentle considerations of just seeing things a bit further if we can spark their interest in the passion in it they can hold that for their life and they can choose and they can make differences i think children need to have their eyes opened to the wonders of nature and, and that's what we're trying to do as well because each generation and, and this is a quote really from professor michael reese um, he says each generation is having less and less connection with nature and we have to stop this trend it's it's a worrying trend and we really do have to stop it because there should be a balance we need to live in harmony but if children can can understand nature then they they have the a connection with a spark of um education creativity empathy you know when they hold a, a butterfly or, or a ladybird on their hand for the very first time as a child that's when so many things are fired off in you in those synapses in your mind and your brain where you're thinking wow this is a life form actually a tiny little life form like an insect on your hand and seeing it fly away that for a child is is something to behold and what we want to do is perpetuate those feelings over and over again because let's face it these children are going to be one day looking after our planet and if they're not learning to love and respect it and cherish it and want to help it then there's no other way forward I mean they they, they have to learn those so so important messages I agree but also I wonder is whether children are naturally curious so if they yes, they, you see a word, they want to so in a way is it the child that's got less curious or is it the adults that have got more cautious you know and yeah. maybe as adults we've also lost we've lost that connection so it's about encouraging us to realize how important it is and your books would highlight this is so important and maybe it's for us to remember yeah, absolutely. Valid, valid points. Very much so. I've, I've written a few blogs on, on this topic precisely. And and the reasons why we're, we're disconnecting with nature are varied um, and complex and multiple. They, they really are. It comes into the social, cultural structures. It, it comes into our time, how we view our time. Um, yeah. it, it just comes into so much. Security, fear, that comes into it as well. Absolutely. And in a way, we've got to through education we've got to kind of connect those those spaces to allow people to have more of a an open understanding i think of of nature and and if we can put out there the benefits in, it enhances their creativity their understanding their confidence their emotional connection their connectedness their their well-being their mental health their as well as their physical health i mean the list is endless for children it really is but you're right the the reasons we're doing what we've done and the trend that we're seeing is multiple and complex and it needs an educating and collaborative program really where everybody can come together and I think there is a huge wave of change out there that's going through the schools particularly at the yeah. moment to yeah. to make that um to make that a realization yeah because children actually naturally want to learn and um to say that learning outside is the best forum if you like for children to be in this is hugely valid well-being is everything you connect them with nature well-being is the it equals well-being and, and yeah, I agree. I think they only see it. learn is willing to yeah. learn. 
Absolutely. And I think they see learning as a finite time almost going through the education process. There's a time and we want to cram in as much as we possibly can of this stuff and this stuff and this stuff. Um, and they see nature as a but we'll take it or leave it sometimes. Yes. Um, and for me, because of the benefits that nature can actually give a child and in the mental and social and, and everything that we've discussed, it you know it's up there it really is up there in a child's development and like you say children are and they do have that connection with nature straight away they do yeah so there's so many layers to it and maybe also that's that's a ripple effect for us as well as adults we've noticed that how much it helps us maybe then we can prioritize it for our kids so it's just it's fascinating every single one of us can make a difference by just allowing and respecting what's outside our own doors Exactly. We don't have to go anywhere hardly, do we? No. Just open the window sometimes. Plants on your windowsill, you can open the windows, you, you can invite it in. The beauty yeah. of nature is you if you create the habitat, it will come. And and like something to end on as well, is Mother Nature can rebound very quickly. It just it needs us almost to get out of the way. So if that's the reminder and that it can repair marvelously if we just step back and allow it to breathe. Jenny, how can people connect with you, please, Lovely? Oh, thank you, Sally. Um, well, they, can connect, um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, just come and chat to me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm there under Jenny, uh, Jenny Bailey. Um, we're obviously, our website is talesfrommotherearth.co.uk. Our Twitter, let me try and remember all these now, is at talesmother. You put me on the test. And our Facebook is tfmotherearth. So come and connect with us, come and talk to us. I also, um, with Tales from Mother Earth, we also run a, um, a Facebook group where people share conservation tips, ideas and stories called Mother Earth and Me. So um, come and join us there as well. Um, and I, I purely believe, like you just said, really, it's, it's a collaborative um, and, and education is what we need. And the more people we can connect with, individuals and like-minded organisations, the more yeah. of this good change that we're all looking for can actually happen. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you, listeners. I am your host, Sally Ann Saint, and I am dedicated to reminding women of their sacred selves. To get in touch with me, go to www.wisewomanguide.co.uk. Original female artists only on Sophia Style Radio. Treat it right and keep it strong. I'm a twin sister of love. Someone's got to break the chain of hate and forgive. You gotta twist your brain away from insane. Ignorance is placed against the face of distress. I'm not gonna let this whole shit burn to the ground. It can change our way every day with emotional feelings on parade. Keep it in my mind so strong that not each day will be as easy as the last one. I'll keep doing what I'm doing because I love to feel this way. When I keep myself in this state, I open up a million opportunities. I got a thousand faces to keep each one especially for you. But when the weather hits me, I sometimes can't hold through. And then a fool came along, try to make it all go wrong. I will not change my face. I will not change my face.
Welcome back, dear listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's show and to two ladies who highlighted beautifully the importance of nature and the importance of bees and the importance of working with nature. Now, right now, as I'm sat here, as I'm recording this conclusion, the rain's checking it down, the sun's shining, the rain's checking it down, and I put the washing out. The whole thing is that nature doesn't try to fight itself so we've highlighted the importance of bees of working as a community but also connecting to mother earth and if we think about what it shows us every day it helps us understand ourselves more and more to not fight to not fight our own flow to not fight our own our own wisdom you know bees work together as a uh, as a community and that's how they succeed and that's how they look at what they do but they're working with what's around them and look at what they produce look at what they give us I did laugh when Jenny highlighted that one of the things that we would lose would be chocolate you know if we lost the pollinators because it's like pollinators are connected to everything and it's just for us to have some humor with our own lives as well sometimes we can get caught up in the bigness of everything but actually if we keep it simple we're far better off we're far clearer we're far more grounded so for you this week I want you to like honor the mother nature honor the bees and that they go with what is you know if it's checking it down they don't grow at the hive um so I know that from from my friend Vicky who shared the her wisdom on the first interview is that they'll sort of like wait for that moment but how often do we fight ourselves and our situations and yes I know we um, courage, strength to stand up and to speak and whatever we need to do in life. But I want you this week just to just to connect with what's outside your window and go with it. So right now it's raining. Right now it's the wind is howling. It's just to allow ourselves to honour all our flow and to connect with all that's around us. So I mean, connect with Mother Earth. 
understand the importance of connection with others, which has been highlighted massively, but also to connect with the energy that's around you. What do you believe around you? You've got a community around you right now. Even if you're sat in your own bed, you've got the people that love you and they will forever be connected with you, whether they're on this earth or whether they're in spirit. What do you believe is around you? Create your community around you. So as you can be like the bee, you can be like the queen bee. Have a community around you that works with you, works for you, loves you, cares for you, and is there for you. Create your own community by honouring who you are. The bee, show us. Many blessings, one and all. I am your host, Sally Ann Saint, and I am dedicated to reminding women of their sacred selves. To get in touch with me, go to www.wisewomanguide.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 